1: Our definitions are everything. I recently realized that even if a word is in the dictionary, it often has a different meaning from person to person, sometimes an emotional difference and sometimes an intellectual difference. But I think the important thing to remember is you decide what words truly mean to you. And this simple mindset shift can be a game changer in your daily life. what is going on beautiful people you are listening to the affirmations for black girls podcast where we focus on personal growth and cultivating a healthy relationship with ourselves i am your host tyra the creative actress content creator and mental health enthusiast and i am so excited for today's episode i have been talking with friends lately and i like to share with them my time of reflection And I just recently shared with a friend that I am mind blown at the mindset shifts I've made in my life lately. I realized that I decide what words mean to me. So we are about to dive into six words that resonate with me a bit differently these days than they used to. But first, let's get into the affirmation of the week. This week's affirmation is, Happiness is a choice that I continue to choose each and every day. Happiness is a choice that I continue to choose each and every day. Happiness is a choice that I continue to choose each and every day. Really drop in with me y'all. Happiness is a choice that I continue to choose each and every day. Happiness is a choice that I continue to choose each and every day. Happiness is a choice that I continue to choose each and every day let's say at one time together, and truly believe it. Happiness is a choice that I continue to choose each and every day. So I just recently listened to an inspirational video on Instagram in passing, and I I had heard this message time and time again, but this time was the first time that I truly listened to it and analyzed what it meant. So the message was that happiness is a choice. You have to choose happiness, just like our affirmation for the week. But for the longest time, I didn't believe that y'all. I could even go as far to say that I had a victim mindset, which simply means that you think things happen to you and you can't do anything about that. But if you've ever really felt this way, I am here to say, sis, bro, person, you can do something about it. You have to choose to fight. You have to choose to laugh. You have to choose to persevere. You have to choose to heal. Life is full of choices, and I truly believe that as a society, we are subconsciously taught that life happens to us. And this is why I love the time that we're in. I think we are in a revolutionary time where people are taking their power back on a grand scale, and we all have a front row seat to it because of social media because you know way back in the day you could only listen to what was played on the radio or what they decided to play on tv there were no search engines or a way to curate content to fit your lifestyle in a user-friendly way I mean there were books but not everyone had the same level of access to books and newspapers and all of that stuff and I say all this to say that through the power of social media and the internet I have been introduced to knowledge that I did not have when I was younger. And one of the biggest things I'm grateful for is some of the mindset shifts that I've made and the relationship changes I have made with certain words. Now, Every word has a connotation and a denotation. So let me put on my fake English teacher hat right quick. So the denotation in a nutshell is the literal definition of the word, the the definition that is in Merriam-Webster dictionary, right? While the connotation has emotion attached to it, it's the idea or feeling that the word invokes in you or in people. And a lot of words for me, used to have a very negative connotation versus a positive one. Meaning when these words were said or brought up in conversation, I would typically feel uneasy, sad, unworthy, and overall just have a less than stellar reaction to these words. And as a black woman focused on healing and becoming the best version of myself for my future family and my lineage, I have redefined these words in my brain and I'm excited that I am no longer upset when these words are said. Hey, you're on my mind, you know. So the first word that I have redefined in my mind is the word space. So I know you guys have heard like, we need space. Now, I typically had a negative relationship with this word because of romantic relationships and abandonment issues that stem from my childhood trauma. And I know I've been like talking about my childhood trauma a lot. And I promise y'all, we're going to have a complete episode where we deep dive into it. But I have abandonment issues that I am working through from my childhood. So hearing words like we need space really made me uncomfortable because I didn't want space and it didn't necessarily depend on um, the person itself, but those words made me feel like I was being abandoned and I would feel like I couldn't breathe when these words were said to me. I was like... Space. What do we need space for? No, we can figure this out right now I would just, you know, go into a spiral of uncertainty, frustration, anxiety because of these words But now, 2022, Tyra Loves the word space because the word space has so many meanings, like one holding space for myself or my friends to deepen our relationship. And what it means to hold space is to just be there, create a safe environment for you to express or for a friend to express and not feel judged. Space is my home, my sanctuary. I love having my own space. I love decorating my space. I love being in my own space. And in addition to that, there's also different spaces in terms of your community. There are spaces where I'm in with a bunch of actors, spaces I'm in as a content creator, spaces I'm in as a woman of God. And now when I think of the phrase, we need space it is a positive one. So if we need space, we need space to grow, we need space to reflect, and we need space to become a better version of ourselves. The second word that I have redefined is I apologize. So, okay, remember when you did something as a child and your parents would say, now go apologize. Y'all, I hated that so much because I didn't want to apologize. I did what I did and I did it and I'm standing on my 10 toes in it. (laughs) But I hated the feeling that I had done something wrong. Now, I'm still very much the type of person who doesn't like to do things wrong, but I think it was very dramatic or maybe that's not the right word it was very excessive in the way that i hated that feeling that i had done something wrong when i was little but now the word apologizing simply means that i have realized what i said or what i did was either hurtful incorrect or something of those along those lines and i now have the opportunity to grow now i love apologizing but honestly I apologize a lot and it's very important that you are not saying that you're sorry or apologizing when it's unnecessary. So it's actually been kind of a task for me to find balance with the phrase, I apologize. And what I mean by that is, let's say that you were late for work or something like that because something happened. We would typically say, I'm sorry for being late. But honestly, something that's better to say to people is, thank you so much for waiting on me. Now, let's say that you hurt someone's feelings. I apologize for hurting your feelings. You don't necessarily want to say (laughs) thank you for, I don't even know. I don't even know what the opposite of that would be. But those are the types of things that you want to apologize for versus more frivolous things. And I will say I am still growing in the space of apologizing because there is still a little bit of either embarrassment or sadness around apologizing for me. So the only way to combat that is to continue apologizing. Anytime you did something wrong, don't just be out here. Like I said, don't just be out here apologizing all willy nilly for no reason, but apologizing is a great thing and you should find power in that apology the third word that I have redefined as a healing black woman is the word peace y'all peace I didn't really have a negative connotation around this word but I was honestly indifferent so when people would say the word peace to me I'd be like okay they're at peace they're Happy. They're content. I literally thought that the word peace meant content. And it doesn't necessarily mean that. It means freedom from disturbances. You are in a tranquil state. And now, y'all, my peace is everything. Okay. I just realized what peace actually feels like after my last relationship. And I was reflecting as I was driving one day, and I don't out of nowhere, I just had a thought. I was like, why do old people sit outside on their porch for hours doing nothing? Because when I was little, I would see my grandparents doing this, and I was like, What are they doing? They are so boring. Like being old is so boring. And I just believed this in my mind. But what I've recently realized, since I have Um, if you guys did, not know I have a balcony and I have created an outdoor oasis out there. I love sitting out there, but I realized through sitting on my own balcony, just for hours, just sitting there, enjoying the breeze, enjoying the sun, listening to the birds. That is peace. They were truly in a peaceful state. They were at peace on their porch, either reflecting or just, I don't know, spending time with themselves, but that was the first time that I actually saw people being at peace, but I did not understand it. And I'm so excited that now I actually understand at least one way peace can look for a person. Now I say that I realized what peace felt like after my last relationship because of the definition So peace means you are free from disturbances. And there were a lot of things that started to happen in my life during that time that were disturbing my peace. And I know you guys have heard that saying before, but my spirit was truly disturbed and I didn't know how to recognize that and implement a solution at that time. And that's why I realized that after the relationship ended, I was like, wow, I feel so at peace now. And I went through a checklist. I was like, okay, why are you at peace right now, Tyra? What has shifted in your life so you can make sure that you keep this peace? Because peace feels very, very nice. So I'm at peace now and I'm super excited to be here. And on the, in addition to all of that, the word peace also means acceptance. And I wasn't always someone to just accept things because for one, I don't like change. I don't like things not going my way. And it's hard for me to accept those things. But when you accept things, that means you're at peace with it. You have come to terms with whatever it is and your spirit is now peaceful about it. You're not thinking about it constantly, frustrated about it, upset, thinking about ways that it could be changed. You are truly at peace. Word number four is no. Y'all, me and this word have had a love-hate relationship since I popped out of the womb, okay? I used to say, especially when I was in like high school, I want to say, don't tell me no. And I used to say this because, I wanted people to understand that I didn't want to hear the word no as a creative and as an actor, but that mindset trickled over into places where it shouldn't have been. Places where I needed to hear the word no, and I needed to accept that the answer was no, and I needed to then redirect myself. And one example of that would be when God says no. Now, I'm hard-headed. And there have been situations in my life where I know that God has said no. And I not only know that God said no because God told me no, but my pastors have said, have literally brought me to the altar and said, God said no. And I would still be like, but what if we just reading it wrong? Like, you know what I mean? I'm very hard headed, you know? So I just always would create so much friction around the word no. If somebody told me no, I'm figuring a way out of it another way is when people tell me no about their boundaries so there's been like a a meme or not a meme but like a tweet going around on Instagram where um and I don't have it pulled up and I don't know exactly what it said but it was along the lines of this people get upset when you tell them no about your boundaries because They're used to walking all over you basically in a nutshell. That's what it's about. And that is so true So I can honestly just reflect on like um, my past relationship and I I think i've told this story to you guys, but at one point um, my ex had started this new schedule or whatever and He told me about it and I wasn't going for it. I was like first of all i'm gonna do what I want when I want in regards to talking to him so he was like okay um my phone is going on do not disturb after 8 p.m i'm going to bed so i can wake up at like four or something like that and i was like okay and i would still call after eight o'clock i did not respect his boundaries you guys and that is a real problem that is not something that I should have been doing and in that one day he said no enough is enough I literally will block you at night if you do not stop doing this and that made me so mad but at the time it made me mad but thinking back on that it's like wow like you were really out here not respecting people's boundaries Tyra and you have to fix that girl like you can't be out here doing that like Healthy relationships are the only relationships that you want to be a part of and contribute to. Another way where the mindset of don't tell me no has trickled over is my parents telling me no as a child. So I have a story for (laughs) y'all. I was in like middle school and my mom and dad, first of all, all of the 90s babies, have y'all had this what was it called it was like this curfew thing on your phone where your phones would turn off after 9 p.m my mama and daddy put that on me and my brother phone so i was upset about that i was like how am i going to talk to my friends i love talking to my friends until i fall asleep like stop playing with me the caveat to that was the people could still call you right so my mama looked at the phone bill and saw that i was still on the phone after um like nine o'clock so she decided to take my phone she was like Tyra no phone after nine o'clock so I'm gonna take it every night you're gonna bring your phone in here and they're gonna put it we're gonna put it in the drawer I said okay I'm gonna show you mom y'all why did I take my sim card out of my phone and I had a burner phone I had a burner phone and I would put my SIM card in there and I would tell my friends to call me after nine. And if my friends didn't call me, I would go in the kitchen and use the house phone to call them and say, girl, call my phone. I got my other phone. Y'all, I did not like hearing no. As a child, I did not. But I will say that in the sense of don't tell me no as an actor has definitely played a major role in where I am in my career. But now the word no is a complete answer for me and I respect it as an answer because I shifted my mindset around the word no. So no is a great word for boundaries. You don't have to explain yourself. No means no. And it is a complete sentence, even though subject verb agreement is not really happening there. It is a complete sentence in a sense of that's all I got to say to you. No. Um, I've also started to accept no's from friends and if they don't offer up more information on the no, I don't necessarily ask them, well, why this, why that? Even if I have questions because that's a boundary. No, no means no and just leave it at that. And something else that I learned is that a general life lesson, no can mean not in this way, but another way. It could also mean, When one door closes, another one opens. And it can also mean not yet. No can mean not yet. And I think that was very pivotal for me with the word no, because I always thought of no as, Tyra, you can't have what you want. And that's just that. And that's just not what the word no means. But as an actor, I've also shifted my mindset around, don't tell me no. And instead of saying I'm not going to listen to the word no as an actor. I'm going to say, okay, for every no I hear, I know that that gets me closer to a yes. And I think that's just a more positive way to look at the word no, specifically as an actor or as someone who's trying to break into an industry.
0: betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc
1: fun fact about me i'm not a big drinker and the older i get the more i look for new ways to relax if you're like me consider recess mood a healthier alternative to alcohol y'all already know self-care is essential here and we are being more intentional with the things we put into our bodies recess mood is a magnesium and adaptogen infused sparkling water with real fruit goodness only 20 calories and no added sugar it enhances your mood and helps balance stress for that calm cool and collected feeling and don't even get me started on. flavors y'all strawberry rose raspberry lemon grapefruit tangerine they are all very good but right now the raspberry lemon is my absolute fave so you deserve a healthier way to unwind and recess mood is offering you 15 percent off so head to takearecess.com affirmations and treat yourself to a more relaxed guilt-free you and you can also find the link down in the show notes below Growing up, Black voices in media, though hard to come by, were my compass. Here at AFBG, Black representation is the very heartbeat of what we do. Representation isn't just about visibility, it's about carving out a space where Black stories can thrive and resonate. That's why Affirmations for Black Girls exists, a podcast that echoes that sentiment, From trailblazers like Lena Horne shattering boundaries in music and film to women such as Hattie McDaniel, Eartha Kitt, and Ruby Dee, who showed that black women are powerful and fully capable of commanding any stage, any screen, anywhere. Their courage and resilience paved the way for generations of black women, including me, to live out their dreams. And now NPR brings you the next generation of influential black voices in their new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be black today, each told from a unique black perspective that is as nuanced as the black experience itself. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there is no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I recently listened to the episode Tracy Ellis Ross is an icon and our favorite rich auntie where Tracy tackles storytelling through the guise of raising awareness about the lives of real people. Her dedication to fighting for representation for black women is authentic and true. I commend NPR for this commitment to uplifting black voices. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in America's story, but now they are the story because stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. Word number five, y'all, is luxury. Now, First of all, backstory, I grew up in St. Francisville, Louisiana, very, very small town, population of like 4,000 people, right? The entire town. I used to think of luxury as all material things. And in addition to that, I didn't necessarily like those material things. So I thought okay, Tyra, well, we don't like anything luxury. And I truly took that as factual information. I didn't like Gucci, Prada. I don't even know all the luxury stuff, but I didn't like any of that stuff. So I was like, okay, luxury just ain't for me. I'm going to have to just shop gray value, good and gather, hangs, fruit of the loom. Like That's where I draw the line. But Through a conversation, through a bunch of conversations with my best friend, Bria, who has actually been on the podcast, I learned that luxury is just... Assessing your daily life and taking it up a notch. Now, if you want to learn all about incorporating daily luxuries into your life, I do have an episode with Bria Black, my best friend, where we deep dive into ways we have incorporated luxury living into our daily lives without breaking the bank and increasing joy in our lives. So, definitely go check that out. It is a must listen. But in a nutshell, for me, Luxury can be a lot of little things. It's literally just taking what you already do and just taking it up one notch or two notches. So for me, instead of having, you know, the little fake flowers from the Dollar Tree, I buy fresh flowers. I keep fresh flowers in my home and it just reminds me that Life is always going on. There's always room to grow and they smell so no- they smell so good and they look so nice. I also buy candles. I buy y'all. I go to Hobby Lobby and I get the uh, pillar candles. I get smell good candles. I literally have a different scent in every area of my home. I have diffusers in my closets like I'm not playing no games. I love Smells. I love good smells. So I want to make sure that I always have them at my disposal in my home. And if you are looking for some great candles, you guys, my friend actually has a great candle brand. It's called Cool Girl, the brand. And I will link it down below. I've talked about it before, but her candles are so fragrant. Y'all, I had an apple pie candle. First of all, that's my favorite scent by her. And So I had one and I bought another one before I finished the first one. So I put the second one away, like in my cabinet. Y'all, my cabinet still smells like apple pie. It smells so good. So definitely go check out um, Cool Girl Candles. I link them down below in the show notes for you guys. Another luxury thing that you can do is just buy higher quality clothing. Now, I work from home all the time, so I'm not typically dressing up too often, but I actually bought some, I, I don't know why this has turned into like a, a product thing, but I actually bought some very high quality sleepwear. Um, it's by Cozy Earth. And I think it's like 100% cotton. But y'all, I feel so luxe in these pajamas. It's I actually have them on right now. They are white. Um, they are... Uh, pants and button down shirt set absolutely love it super breathable i just feel so great in them and they're so comfortable to wear so buy you higher quality clothing like i know we like to shop on fashion nova boohoo Shein. um i don't even know all the rest of them but that fast fashion is actually in my opinion costing you more money than buying um more expensive pieces that last for a longer time i know i have to buy new clothes from boohoo every season whenever i was buying clothes from them and i was like i'm so sick and tired of replacing these same pieces because the the seams are ripping and they're um just not high quality they're see-through and they just don't feel luxe when i put them on but Actually, Bria was like, girl, you need to start shopping at like ASOS, Zara, finding statement pieces and, you know, these types of things. And I was like, I did not think about that. So now I'm like, "Okay, let me make sure that I have a nice jacket, a nice pair of jeans. Okay, if I want to wear just a plain white T-shirt, it needs to be of high quality because y'all know them them white T-shirts be getting them yellow pit stains and we ain't got time for that. So I went off on a little tangent, but. In addition to that, I think the biggest thing for me, and this could also be because I'm a chef and foodie, but buying high quality produce and organic foods. And for example, when I was growing up, my mama and daddy fed us a lot of vegetables. Now those vegetables always came out of the freezer or out of a can. And I said to myself, Tyra, we ain't going to be eating no freezer and canned vegetables all the time. Granted, sometimes I do eat them, but That's not my go-to. I make sure that I have fresh fruits and vegetables in my home at all times because for one, they taste better and they're the freshest. And for two, when you have especially canned goods, there's so much preservatives put in there to make them last longer. And I don't need all the extra stuff in my body. So if it ain't luxury, y'all, I do not want it. And I also want to emphasize that Luxe, does not equate to price because for example, I was in the store the other day and I was trying to buy some tomato sauce. This can of tomato sauce, it was an organic tomato sauce in a can at Target and it costs like $4. Y'all, you can get a whole bundle of tomatoes for less than $4. Like what are you even talking about? And for me, the more luxe item would be those fresh tomatoes word number six oh y'all this has been this has been a one right here but word number six for me is the word selfish so when I was younger people would say don't be selfish or you're being selfish Tyra because I either wouldn't share my toys or it was just you know a one-off situation so obviously with that being said to me Selfish is a bad word in my eyes. So I internalized that and I said, okay, I hate being called selfish. I will never be selfish. Now, once I believed that in my mind as a young girl, that turned into people pleasing. And that people pleasing turned into allowing people to walk all over the little bit of boundaries I had at a young age because I wasn't taught how to have healthy boundaries. So the little bit of boundaries that I had, I would let people walk over them. And even though I would feel uneasy about it, I would just let them do it because Tyra, don't be selfish. Um, So what that looked like for me was whether or not I was going out. Y'all, I hated going out. I don't go out no more. But my friends would want me to go out. So I was like, okay, let me go do this. And the whole time I'm there, I'm like, okay, I'm having fun, but I would rather be doing X, Y, and Z or doing different things or spending money that I didn't want to or have, especially in college and high school. Um, if people wanted to go out, I would say, okay, let's do it. And it would come up with me having to spend like money on these things. And I would say, dang, OK, I really don't have this, but I'm just going to make sure that I don't do this thing for myself so I can do this thing with my friends um, or even letting people over say they're welcome. I know I did that a lot when I lived in New Jersey because I didn't have many friends. So when my friends would come and like stay, I'd be like, OK, I'm ready to have my own privacy and I wouldn't tell them that. I would let them stay as long as they wanted to stay because I didn't want to be selfish. But now y'all I love being selfish. Call me selfish all you want, okay? And I really realized this in college and I actually it's so funny because the the post that I was thinking about at this time when I realized that it's my time to be selfish. I have it in my head. Now, I posted on Instagram that your 20s are your selfish years, so live it up. And I realized that at such a young age, I think I was probably 20 when I put this on my Instagram, but even though I realized that at 20, I'm now starting to live it. So in addition to making sure that people are not walking all over your boundaries, Be selfish and put yourself first. I'm in a space where I don't have any responsibilities outside of keeping myself alive. And I do have Lexi, but you know what I mean? I don't have, um, parents to take care of. I don't have, uh, children to take care of. This is a time for me to truly live it up. So take that trip, do that thing, say no to people, say yes to different experiences. Truly take this time to live for you if you're in the same situation as I am. Because you won't necessarily always have the convenience of putting yourself first 100% of the time. And some examples of that are having kids. Your kids have to come first in a sense of, you have to keep them alive. You have to do things for them, for them to grow in this world. So you can't necessarily say, oh, I'm going to take a six month sabbatical in Bali when you got two kids at the house. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to make sure that they are also a priority to you. In addition to that, responsibilities, regardless of what the responsibilities are, sometimes they are pressing in a way where you have to make them a priority, and you can't necessarily do all of the things that you want to do. So I say, do all of these things while you're young so you don't, let's say that you end up having um, kids. Do the thing while you're young so you don't hurt your kids because you've never had or made the time to be selfish and live for you. Because let me tell you something, kids notice, right? Right. And although you may not be doing these things to hurt them on purpose, resentment, regret and sadness will always find a way through to the surface, even in the most inconspicuous ways. So I say that because when I was younger, my mom was in college, basically my whole childhood. That's how it felt to me. And Even though she had you know, put us first uh, because she ended up having me and my brother, she had to drop out of school, and then she went back to school, there was still some sadness around that for me because I wanted to know my mom more. You know what I'm saying? But she had to be selfish in that moment, even though she had us. But from a kid who was sitting on that side of the table, I want to get my not my entire life y'all but i'm just saying like have the experiences now so that you could truly be there for your kids because every child is different for one so you never know what they're going to internalize and how's that, how that's going to shape them into adults so i really want to make sure that they are a priority you are always your number one priority don't get me wrong but your whether you're married your marriage comes seconds and then kids come right after that and i say that because you have to be right with you before you can be right for a marriage. And your marriage has to be right so you guys can work together as a team to raise those kids. Now, okay, I know I told you I was going to do six words. But I decided to add a last one because I just had these thoughts. So number seven is joy. Now, this is another word that I originally felt indifferent towards. And I was like, oh, OK, joy. It's like being happy or having a happy experience. And that's it. And I thought nothing more of it. But now joy Is one of my favorite words, (laughs) but I realized that you should be living in a state of joy and what that means is even when you are sad, you should still have an underlying sense of joy. And I recognized that I was experiencing joy when I moved into this new apartment and I truly began to live my life as a single black woman. I realized that happiness was a choice, but even deeper than happiness is joy, that underlying feeling of Pure bliss that you have when you know you serve an amazing God, you are being selfish and you are putting yourself first, you're doing the work, you're growing in yourself, you are healing, and you are living a life of luxury, whatever that means to you. So, I think the thing that ties all of this together that I've just talked about is that I am growing. I am very much still in a season of shedding old layers, old thought processes and old habits. And I was just talking to my new boyfriend about this, you guys, and I was just sharing how proud of myself I am and I grew up in a place where being closed minded is normal. It is the norm. But my growth started when I had the opportunity to move out of Louisiana and put myself in a long term, uncomfortable situation. And I have been on that growth path ever since then. I also mentioned that I am no longer a child, and sometimes as children, When we aren't specifically taught things, we create our own rules and beliefs in our head. And I am still unlearning some of the things that I taught myself and believed that were 100% factual information. So it's honestly so rewarding to look back on my life and see how far I've come. And I'm not done yet, and I'm super excited for what's to come in the rest of my 20s. All right, you guys, you know what time it is. It is time for our fun closing segment. Now, the closing segment that I'm gonna do today is called I Beg to Differ. And this is where I talk about current events that I have a less than popular outlook on. So this is the debut of it and i'm a little nervous but we're gonna jump into it but before i jump into it i do want to um because i have another segment where i talk about like my dating life and stuff so i want to give you guys an update because i kind of mentioned something a couple minutes ago i just wanted to let you guys know that your girl is doing great and i have a new boyfriend And that's all you're going to get right now. But yes, I have a new boyfriend and I'm excited for the growth and I'm excited for this new journey that I am on, but I will still be talking about everything that I normally talk about on the podcast. Like this won't change anything. I still have my experiences that I love to share with you guys. And I love to see all of the feedback in my emails and on Instagram about how my experiences have helped you guys. So with that being said, let's jump into I Beg to Differ. Now, the situation that we're going to talk about today, the current event, and I strategically waited to talk about this because, first of all, y'all, it's not really even our business, in my opinion. And this is all my opinion, and you can agree, disagree, not care, whatever. But we're going to talk about the Will Smith slap and him being... um, banned from the academy for 10 years so i was talking to my friend about this and the biggest thing for me is why is this such a big thing and this is what i'm I'm saying to myself and i'm saying that in a way of why is everybody talking about this because if this would have just happened on the street it would have just been talked about for two seconds and then that's it it's because it was will smith and Chris Rock and the Oscars that this is continued over weeks after the Oscars is over and something that I was saying to my friend is we treat celebrities as if they are not real people we treat them as if they are superhuman and when I saw the video for the first time I was like oh wow this goes beyond what was just said right and I'm so tired of people saying I don't condone violence and all this kind of stuff like that. Yet we didn't have so many wars. Girl, bye. Stop talking about all that. You do condone violence. You just want to pick and choose what violence you condone. And what I'm saying, I'm not saying whether I condone violence or not. All I'm saying is you don't know what happened behind the scenes. All you see are little snippets of people's lives and people have so many opinions. I'm not going to give an opinion on whether or not he should have or should not have done it. It was done. And that's just that on that. And for us to sit here and discuss, discuss the slap, like, oh, well, this is how I feel about it. First of all, baby, why does your opinion matter? (laughs) And this is just truly how I feel y'all. Like, I just don't think that It matters. Like, first of all, like I said, we put celebrities on a pedestal and all this kind of stuff. And then we want to ridicule them for doing very human things. Let's say that you were in the grocery store and somebody says something about your wife that you did not like. If you felt threatened, you would react as well. And in addition to that, like I said, you don't know what has happened Behind the scenes, you don't know if Chris Rock has said something in passing at a party. You don't know if he has ever said anything that Will Smith heard about through somebody else. Like, you literally do not know. So, you are giving an opinion on something where you don't and will never have all of the facts. So, with that being said, I think this whole thing was just, we should have just been like, okay it happened y'all y'all handled that on y'all's own I don't think he should have been banned from the academy for 10 years because look at all the other stuff that's been happening with all these other men Harvey Weinstein got what like 80 some Oscars and he still got all his and he ain't banned okay bye I don't have time for all of that like it's just it's just a lot of <sighs> unnecessary stuff as far as the slap goes some people have said that it disgusted them they have secondhand trauma and all this first of all you do not have secondhand trauma from him slapping that man stop sitting up here lying like that you do not have that so don't even sit up here and say that and I think that was um uh, what's her name a white comedian she said that she had she said that she was disgusted and like all this kind of stuff the thing is He did what he did because he felt like that was the right thing to do in that situation. That's on him and his body. They don't have nothing to do with me. They don't have nothing to do with us. They don't have nothing to do with nobody. Things like this always happen. And I just think that because of who the person was, it was blown out of proportion. So that's all I have to say on that. And that's all I'm ever going to say on it. And these are not the type of things that I typically like to talk about especially on social media, because as an actress, I just I'm like, I'm just preparing myself for this world because people are so opinionated these days. I know I talked about social media being a great thing um, in helping me redefine these words that I talked about in this episode. But also social media has made so many keyboard warriors, so many computer thugs, like so many opinionated people who will not bust a grape in person, y'all. So I'm just preparing myself as an actress and as someone who has a growing audience and as someone who has a growing career in the entertainment industry for this type of of things. Because as a regular person, you could have done that and it would have just been that. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I definitely understand that we shouldn't be hitting people and all that. But you literally don't know the whole story. Everyone has a breaking point. Everyone, and you need to look at yourself as well and seeing what what part you play in that. Because the thing is, the joke wasn't even funny. Like, why you said it? And people are saying, okay, well, she said that she loved her hair. Or, okay, well, didn't nobody know she had alopecia. None of that matters. If you say any of that, then you shouldn't have said the joke. What are you saying the joke for What are you saying a joke for? Please tell me. I just want it out. Anyways, I'm done with that, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. That is all that I have for you today. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure that you rate. Make sure that you review. I hope you guys like my real raw and regular opinion on that. I was so nervous to um, debut this segment, but everyone just told me, Tyra, go ahead and do it. So I did it. Please, like, don't hate me for it. But we should all be able to have these conversations and be able to all have an opinion about things. So that was my opinion. I don't typically give my opinion on current events, but there it was. Make sure that you follow us on IG and make sure that you also sign up for the Affirmations for Black Girls newsletter. All of that is linked down below. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm so glad you showed up and This was Affirmations for Black Girls.